Hey, this is Rob Harder with Making Your World Better, a nonprofit leadership show where real stories from real people who are coming up with real solutions to solve society's biggest challenges. What does it take to be an effective nonprofit leader today? How do people fundraise in an economy that is constantly in flux? How do you relate to board members in a way that inspires them to make a difference? What are the best practices that separate effective nonprofits from others? It is my hope that through these episodes, people can learn not only what it takes to be an effective nonprofit organization, but to hear real stories from real leaders who are successfully making a positive impact in their communities. We hope you enjoy this series as together we hear how they're making their world better. Ever wondered what happened to the Muscular Dystrophy Association after Jerry Lewis? Well, years after the annual telethons hosted by the famous Jerry Lewis, who served as a national chairman, the MDA is still going strong. In fact, my guest on the show today is the new president and CEO of MDA, Lynn O'Connor Voss. MDA continues to raise millions of dollars for neuromuscular research and care and remains the largest non-government funder of research on muscular dystrophy, ALS, and other neuromuscular diseases. Enjoy today's show. Well, welcome to the show, Lynn. I understand you've recently been selected as the president and CEO for the Muscular Dystrophy Association. First of all, congratulations. Um, Why don't you give us a quick overview of what you've done before coming into this role and what led you to MDA? Sure. Well, this is um, just an unprecedented moment in the field of neuromuscular disease and medicine. And um, I was attracted to the Muscular Dystrophy Association because I believe that for the first time ever, uh, due to the gene discovery, we're going to start to seek cures for these diseases. So um, just going backwards a bit, I started my career as a nurse in Children's Hospital in Philadelphia, and I think that's where I got uh, sensitized to the needs of pediatric patients and families who are actually dealing with rare disease, and they do have a daunting task. And um, my my years of experience are in pharmaceutical marketing, medical education, and I, for the last 20 years, uh, ran a very successful um, healthcare advertising and communications company that was global called Gray Health, and it was part of WPP. And when I saw the opportunity of Muscular Dystrophy Association come my way, I thought, wow, this is an amazing um, organization. They do research. We have clinics at 150 care centers. We send uh, thousands of children to camp every year. And there's a huge marketing opportunity because this is an organization that was put on the map by Jerry Lewis. Uh, it's a consumer brand, uh, and we have the opportunity to kind of put shine a spotlight on the on the brand today. So I say it really uses all the tools in my toolbox, and it's an exhilarating experience. That's fascinating. And as I've learned, you're actively implementing some new and innovative technologies through MDA. Maybe share with us a few of those innovative ideas that you are focused on currently. Sure. So the mission of Muscular Dystrophy Association is to transform the lives of people affected by neuromuscular disease. And um, we do that through innovations in science and innovations in care. And as I mentioned a few minutes earlier, what really stands, uh, what stands us apart is the fact that we do clinics um, and t- treat um, thousands of patients, actually 93,000 patients a year and 2,000 clinicians who treat our patients. Um, and at the same time, we are known for all of our research. And so what really struck me when I got here and with the encouragement of our board and several of the key thought leaders in the community and our team 
we had a small registry, uh, which was more of a paper-based registry, where we were collecting data uh, in four diseases. And what we decided as a team to do is really take that registry and put it in a data hub. And so we've got a, a partnership with IQVIA, and we are uh, launching, and we have launched a, a program called Mover, which is a longitudinal data hub at the top 50 care centers in the United States. And our mission is to collect genomic, clinical, and patient-reported data all in one place to really facilitate um, better clinical trial design, um, expedite clinical trial entry for patients, identify patients for clinical trials faster, and also, because these are rare diseases, many many clinicians need to talk to other clinicians and collaborate to find patients just like theirs to really put the best treatment plan together. And so this will be a collaborative tool as well. And so, you know, you're all, we've all read lots of things about the impact of big data and AI, but really, Muscular Dystrophy Association, given our, our footprint in the United States, it has the ability to do... Um, uh, to really utilize data to drive better patient outcomes and improve care. And so we will become more of a data organization as the years progress. Well, it's really interesting. And one of the things that I've learned also about what you're doing is a big piece of your work depends on good partnerships with other pharma and biopharma companies in order to discover new drugs, of course, that are creating these great promises for those with neuromuscular diseases. Give us a few examples. In fact, you kind of tease us a little bit that there's some potential that this disease could be cured. So maybe talk about that. That's pretty amazing news to uh, be able to announce. Yes. Uh, it's incredible. So um, there, there are 43 diseases under the umbrella of the MDA, but probably five are the most um, actively looked at right now by industry for drug development, and that's SMA, Duchenne, um, ALS, Becker, and uh, limb girdle disease. And one of the ones that you're going to be reading about uh, and you have read about in the last couple of months particularly is um, SMA. And so last, uh, about two years ago, maybe a little bit more, uh, Biogen brought a product to market called Spinraza. And Spinraza is uh, a disease-modifying drug, and it really is essential. It's, it's created amazing um, results for um, young children as well as older people with SMA. Um, one case in particular, Faith, uh, one of our ambassadors, who you probably see on our website, She's had Spinraza treatment, and she went from, she's about eight years old, and she went from not being able to use her arms at all to now really raising her arms over her head and able to write and crayon and participate actively at school. So Spinraza, you know, with these incremental improvements uh, with these children and young adults, um, is really bringing better quality of life big time to these patients because it's one thing to be in a wheelchair, which is which is very challenging, but it's a whole other situation if you actually can't use your arms. You really can't be independent. So Spinraza has been a huge advance. And the next um, opportunity that's coming up is a brand uh, product coming from Avexis, which is a Dean replacement therapy. Um, the the studies are remarkable. Um, it's a fast track. Um, it's not approved yet, but it's certainly under consideration right now. And when you look at those those situations with babies that are born with SMA, if we can screen them right at birth, and if they get gene replacement therapy, that some many of these patients um, are from the clinical trials are walking down the hall when they in fact wouldn't have made it to year three. So this is a massive game changer and really a remarkable situation where we can't say it's a cure because we don't know long term, 
but it's certainly an <clears throat> absolutely remarkable advance. Hey everybody, Rob here. Thanks so much for listening to the Nonprofit Leadership Show. If this is your first time listening to us, I wanted to make sure you're aware of a whole group of other interviews with fascinating guests that I've previously interviewed. Just go to our website, nonprofitleadershippodcast.org, and there you'll find numerous interviews of nonprofit leaders from all over the country, even from different countries, all trying to make their world better. I think you'll really enjoy those interviews. I also want to make sure you knew about a new feature. Um, we want to give you more content, and we'd like to get that information to you. And all you have to do is give us your email. When you go to that website, you can put your email address in that first box you'll see on the front page, and you'll be added to our monthly email update. In addition to some great content, you'll see the latest uh, podcast shows. It'll be actually sent right to your inbox. And that way you'll never miss any of the great content on this show. The other thing I'll mention to you is if you have questions or comments or you'd like to be on the show, do not hesitate to email me. I'd love to hear from you. Just do that through our website, my email, rob at ccofpc.org. Well, thanks again for listening. Now back to the show. That really is remarkable, actually. And I think a lot of my listeners will be really impressed to learn this. Now, as a nonprofit, and you're a large nonprofit, which the show, of course, is all about, is about nonprofit leadership, fundraising is one of the most difficult challenges we all face. So could you talk a little bit about your fundraising strategy? I think most people remember Jerry Lewis and the MDA telethons every year. Now, I understand you don't do those telethons anymore, and yet you're a very large nonprofit. Why don't you do the telethons anymore, first of all, and where does the majority of your funding come from? Well, again, um, I think what's remarkable about Muscular Dystrophy Association is the fact that Jerry Lewis, uh, I guess 40 some odd years ago, his birthday is this weekend, by the way, um, or he would he would have turned 93. Um, he, you know, embraced these children and he set up the telethon and every Labor Day weekend, many a person spent the entire weekend um, watching the telethon, de dedicating time and effort as well as fundraising for our kids. Um, and that telethon model, you know, was really ahead of its time. Um, I would say, I can, since I wasn't here, I can say, uh, brag for the MDA that they kind of invented the fundraising model. They invented telethon. They invented the cardboard check. They did a tremendous number of pinups, and right now it's, um, shamrock season. So you've probably seen some of our, uh, retail shamrock programs, which is quite an extensive fundraiser as well. So the sun, you know, although the the um, telethon is no longer uh, on television, although there are two telethons, one was just in uh, Puerto Rico last week and raised a significant amount of money. So it's definitely a model that could be rebooted, and we're looking at that. But in the meantime, a lot of the sponsors that were with us on the telethon are still still very active with MDA, and one in particular is the firefighters. And so it's probably one of the largest uh, fundraising programs. It's grassroots. Um, in America, and the Fill the Boot program generates a significant amount of funds for us. And the IAFF is committed, many fire stations are committed, and they um, do remarkable amounts of work for the Muscular Dystrophy Association. So in terms of future fundraising, I think uh, we are um, one of the areas, certainly, that we're, we're expanding the number of sponsors we're working with. We're very actively working with pharma and biopharma. Um, we have a uh, clinical conference that now we've combined with a um, research and clinical conference that's happening in Orlando. It's more or less a convention. There'll be over a thousand people there, and we we are generating 
um, great uh, recognition for being kind of the leader there, but also this is a great fundraising opportunity. So um, stay tuned. Uh, we are looking to evolve our model, and uh, we are you know, we're eager to 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 report that uh, many many new companies are interested in the neuromuscular disease space. Well, that's really good to get a little bit of history there, and ironic on the timing too of Jerry Lewis and his birthday. Thanks for mentioning that. And another thing I was very intrigued by was this new data hub you're calling MOVR. I understand this will greatly improve and increase the ability of your organization to collect and to track data. And as for your patients, I guess MOVR will enable more patients to participate in clinical trials. It'll better provide ways to track clinical and genetic data and spur on advances in gene therapy even. Uh, tell us more about this data hub and how it works. It seems very impressive. and It's going to really move forward MDA a bit. Sure, and um, the, the big data play that I just mentioned earlier is really centered around Mover. And uh, last year we did a big study, uh, the Neuromuscular Report, um, with IQVIA Institute, and that's on our website, um, mda.org, if anyone's interested. And we tried to figure out, like, more from a quantitative perspective, how many patients in this country uh, suffer from neuromuscular disease and what are the, what is the cost to the United States. Um, interestingly enough, there are 250,000 people with neuromuscular disease, and the burden is about $46 billion. So this is a very, very big category. And if we as the MDA um, really must move the industry forward so we can find better cures and, and attempt to bring more patients into clinical trials, we saw mover as the way to go. So enabling uh, the care center directors to have an electronic medical record enabled data hub where every patient that comes in with the top six diseases will be entered into the hub. Patients will be um, given the opportunity to have genomic sequencing done and will also ask patients to follow and track their own progress at home. And so this will be the first central data hub with clinical patient and genomic information all in one place. And uh, it's also a really good time to put this together for the pharmaceutical partners that are out there because it's an opportunity for them to be able to kind of co-create um, with our data to figure out, again, how they design better trials so that these trials um, are, are engineered in a way that will result in hopefully positive um, benefits for, for patients. There's a, a whole host of trials that have been done in the past that, um, that, that failed at the FDA, and we're trying to figure out why. So Data Hub will, will help to answer some of those questions. We also see Mover as really a collaborative tool for care center directors so they can share patient files among each other, obviously de-identified, but hopefully um, benchmark uh, the way that these patients are being treated, and, and improve the quality of care uh, across the board. You know, we want more consistency. Again, these are rare diseases. In some cases, um, a doctor may have a couple of patients that they've never seen before, and so connecting the networks that they're sharing is really important. Um, and then just one other thing I will say is we did a study that, again, is on our website called One Voice. We um, interviewed over 5,000 patients last year to find out what they really needed. And the number one need is they want to know where clinical trials are. They want to understand more about the, the drugs that are in the pipeline. And they want to be in the position to enter to be part of trials if they're possible, uh, if, they, if it makes sense for them. 
Well, this is really fascinating. I think my listeners are going to be very intrigued by all the changes going on with MDA and really the exciting potential future opportunities to, you know, like I say, maybe find a cure even for this terrible disease. So uh, thank you so much. If my listeners want to find out more about you, more about MDA, where would you send them? I'd love for them to go to MDA.org. Uh, check out our website. Um, also, since it's uh, March, keep an eye out for Shamrocks and please support um, Fill the Boots when you see anyone out there uh, talking about MDA. Ask them questions. Uh, we we would love more people to get engaged with our our cause. Um, it's an amazing uh, time to be at MDA. Well, my guest again today has been new president and CEO of the Muscular Dystrophy Association, Lynn O'Connor Voss. Lynn, thank you so much for being on the show today. I wanted to let you know that we are on iTunes. If you are wondering how to find out where we are, check us out on iTunes by typing Nonprofit Leadership Podcast or Rob Harder, and this podcast should show up. We also encourage you, when you go on iTunes, let us know what you think. Give us a review. Give us a rating. We would love to hear what you think of this podcast, and your feedback will help us expand this podcast to get it out to as many people as we can. You can also go online to listen to this podcast, either nonprofitleadershippodcast.org or my website, robharder.com. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, keep making your world better.